story was a little bit different. A lot different. <laughs> okay, so my story, it was like a gradual thing where I want to say like about two years before I finally asked for divorce, he was just being very disrespectful, rude. He just, it was just... Ew. Basically, yes. Distant. Distant, but it was a little bit more than that because it would just get to the point that his behavior was like that. I remember, like, I would make dinner for him. And and you remember this because I would call you and we'd, like, discuss what we're going to... That would be our conversation. What's <laughs> for dinner tonight? We would literally call each other before getting home and say, what's for dinner tonight? What are you cooking? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to make hamburger helper. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're eating spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, like, I would, like, make him dinner and he would get home and say, ew, I don't want that. I'm going to go to Panda Express. <laughs> wow but wait it gets worse you would think oh alex did you not ask him before you cooked the answer is yes i would ask him before i was going to cook and so he would still go out to eat and the thing is that he would go like it was like 10 11 p.m so i'm waiting for him to eat like a dum-dum and he's over here going to get panda express until this day i have a Strong hate for Panda Express. No offense. Sorry. Sorry, Panda <laughs> Express. And I'm sure everybody else probably loves it, but I think it was more of a, like, I cannot believe you prefer Panda Express, and I'm over here, like, waiting all day for you with a home-cooked meal. And I don't think I cook horribly, but I, and I asked you what you wanted, and you still did that. I mean, that's just disrespectful. I, honestly, it one, okay, two, Okay, three, four, make, making it like a weekly habit. Yes, it was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would do things like that with me. He would go on fits where he would not talk to me. Like if I did something that he didn't like, he wouldn't talk to me for days. The there, silent treatment. Yes, the silent treatment. I'm and familiar. I think, uh huh. <laughs> and so another thing that was kind of like bothering me was that he would do these things or he would do like these negative actions, if you will. Whether it be disrespectful, whether it be ignoring me, and in my head, all I'm thinking is, you know what, cool, you want to play that game? I'll give you that, and I'll do the same thing to him. But at the same time, I also had that feeling in my heart where I'm like, why am I playing games? Yeah. We're married at this point. We're married what at this point. Like, we're not, I'm not here to play games. Like, I don't want to be questioning whether like why why am i playing games with you questioning whether you love me or love me not and it's okay you don't have to love me every day but at least most of the days right i have a question i mean yes right (laughs) but i have a question yes go for it do you remember an instance where it was just like he he changed because you you're dating you want to get married you get married and what did it start like this what when did this start happening when he was just being like this I don't think that there was an actual like event situation kind of like you where there was like an event that led to this it was like gradual because I remember when we were dating there were some situations where I did not um I was not happy with so for example I want to say about 28 29 days into our marriage I find some inappropriate photos on his phone okay. and when month I month one not even and that was my argument it's like I we haven't even been married a month and I'm already finding this and his 
argument is I was saving this. It was a friend of mine, and I was saving this because I want to use it as blackmail. No. <laughs> that no. should have been my red flag in the first place. Yeah, no. And I just kind of, like, bit my lip and didn't say anything. But then I always knew that I needed to be cautious with him because I don't know what he can use of mine to say or use against me. And so I was very particular about that. So it's almost like I let him be disrespectful to me just because I knew that some way or another he could bring it back on me. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense. And so he did. I allowed a lot of this to happen. And I am a very vocal person, and so I am. I will say like how I feel about things, and if something makes me feel uncomfortable, or if I didn't like something, he would take. And I don't do it as a we need to talk. I don't do it that serious. But I'm also like, hey, there's something that bothered me, and I need to have this communication with you because I don't want to hold it, hold on to this. And because of that, he took it as I'm always nagging always nagging always nagging so i i think i was very frustrated because i don't think that i was nagging i believe that i was saying look this happened i did not like this i'm using my i'm using my words and i'm saying these things and it was always a fight oh it's because you always nagging you're always nagging but you're not listening to what i'm saying you're not listening to how i'm feeling you're not you're not responding there's no there's nothing from his part looking back Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you remember how your sister pointed out, did you not see that this was manipulation? Yeah. Do you think that was similar? Like everything that you would want to have a conversation with all of a sudden turns into, you're nagging. Oh, of course it's 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 similar. It's very much similar because he was kind of like putting it back on me and the problem is not being resolved. And so it's almost like all these years of built up uh problems that aren't solved it just keeps festering and so I just it was just very frustrating the second so I guess the second to the last year that we were married I seeked uh, marital counseling but funny thing I didn't do it with my spouse and so it was like a Christian marital counseling type of thing and I went alone and he never knew I'm gonna fast forward a little bit and I'll go back again when we were arguing, like not arguing, but when we were like already like separating, I told him, I was like, you never knew that we, that I was going to a marital counselor. Why? Because you didn't care. You didn't care where I was. You didn't care anything about me. You knew that there was something wrong in this relationship, yet didn't care. Didn't care Did at all. Did you ever have a conversation or you just knew that if you asked him, hey, let's go to counseling, he'd be like, no. Exactly, yes. And so I kind of like brought it up, like, hey, would you be interested in this? And he was like, absolutely not. Oh. Well, when we were already going through like the separation phase part, he was like, I'll go through marital counseling. I'm like, no, like I'm done with this. Too little, too late. Yes, absolutely. So it was just overwhelming and not overwhelming. I think what the part that's overwhelming is that I let it brew over time. And I let this behavior happen to me. In a sense, though, I feel like you tried to bring it up. It just always turned into, well, you nag, you nag. So you were getting nowhere. No. And I was realizing that he didn't care. And I was realizing that there, there was no relationship after that. Like there, there, I could never win an argument with him. And it's not that I was trying to win an argument with him. I was trying to find a peaceful place with him. 
and there was no such no such thing. I noticed that he just hated living life with me. I I always wanted to do things like let's go to the park or let's go even if it was like to go to like his friend's house or if it was when when in the relationship I want to say like around two years before we separated going to his friend's house. How long was this after you got married though? Oh like three years. Okay. Um going to his friend's house was a situation going to my mom's house was a situation like it was always something he always wanted to go do his own thing and you go do your own thing i don't care and it was just becoming very frustrating and it was everything it wasn't just once or twice no it was everything that i that and the thing is that when we were dating we did all these things Mm -hmm. we would we would go out to the lake we would go out to eat we would go out to do different activities we would do all of that so for you to go from that to nothing at all, it was just so like, I lost my life. Like I lost my happiness. I lost my joy. And I'm not saying joy is going out every day. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is at that point, he wasn't trying to live life with me anymore. What you thought it was going to be was not happening. No. And you weren't sure. False advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> False, False advertisement. advertisement. Yes, for sure. It was just... Things like that, and then there were times, there's two moments in my life where I can distinctly remember him leaving me in places. When I say When I say leaving me, I mean leaving me stranded. No. And thankfully for Uber, but (laughs) leaving me stranded to the point that I have to call different people. That is, it is embarrassing, it is sad, and, and honestly, while I was going through my divorce, I have to replay all of these horrible memories in my head giving myself like PTSD because I have to remind myself of everything that I had to go through with him oh yeah and it was just what do you mean he would leave you at places I just can't even fathom just leaving your wife so so one of the times that I remember was we were at the grocery store and I'm the one that does the most of the cooking and because I'm the one that does most of the cooking I know what goes in the food he doesn't one of the things that so I had a list of things that I needed to get. Well, he starts putting random stuff in the in the cart. The random stuff that he gets in the cart, I don't know how to cook, and I'm not about to cook it. We had a lot of things in the car, in the freezer that I wasn't cooking. Octopus, random crab oh, legs, like no. just <laughs> and <No>. wildlife was <laughs> in my freezer because I did not know how the to cook it. The raccoons, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, thank you. <laughs> So I remember that day I was like, can you stop putting in random stuff because I'm not going to cook it. You don't know how to cook it. We already have it in the freezer. (laughs) We have a freaking zoo in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) So then, um, and then he starts putting like a bunch of junk food in there. And again, he doesn't eat all of it. So it was very frustrating because at this point, I'm thinking this is a waste of money. Right. And I'm telling him like, please stop like there's a list and I need to get these items like you need to go here you get those things I get these things and we can compromise meet in the middle bada bing bada boom and he would get so well that particular time he got so mad at me so absolutely mad at me he stormed out and left me at the store and I'm thinking oh he's in his car Mm, I check out and I go to the car I go like outside and the car is not there no way the car is not there, and not only that, we went with his brother. His he has a middle brother. We went with his brother, and 
his brother's not there the car's not there he's not there they left me at the grocery store with a big old cart of groceries no that has got to make you feel like your stomach drops yes what do i do and then it wasn't and it dropped like it's hot yeah. <laughs> like i was not okay so no. i'm calling him i'm texting him no answer no answer no answer and finally i call his brother his brother was like he said that his brother that he did, was telling him not to answer the phone so oh i'm like first of all how could you leave me like come get me and his brother was like he said i can't come get you like, what do you mean that you can't come get me? Like, you le- y'all left me at the grocery store with everything. You're going to leave me here. And they did. And they wow. did. I waited about, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes. I was, like, about to hit send on the Uber to come and pick me up. But then I remembered I also don't have a house key. Like, it was just, I, I was so sad and embarrassed at that moment. So that's, sad. That's almost a level of humiliation you can't even describe. Yeah, exactly. And because, and you're right, because it's a public humiliation. Yeah. And it's personal hum- humiliation as well. He picks me up, and he is just, he's mad. I don't know why he's mad. He wasn't left at the grocery store. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> he's mad. And so he, um, he didn't talk to me the whole way home. I just go home, and I packed it, like, I put all the groceries away, and... Like, I'm pretending that everything is fine. It's not. Clearly, it's not. not. Okay, yeah. But, like I said, that isn't the first instant. I want to say, like, the last, getting closer to, like, the actual demise, like, when I said, we're done here. It was about to be summertime. And what happened was I was taking a shower. Everything was fine. Let's let's get something clear right now. Everything absolutely was golden-ish. And this was after the, the store incident. This is after... We've moved on. Yeah, we've moved on, all of that. We're, we're in our okay era. And I was taking a shower, and he was on my iPad. In my iPad, he was just Googling, doing whatever. And I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide at all. You can go into my phone. Yes, my phone is locked, but it's because of the place that I work at. Mm -hmm. But you can go into anything of mine. I know that my computer gets text messages. I know that, and I'm okay with that. Go into it. You're never going to find anything inappropriate on there. When I get out of the shower, I'm getting ready and everything, and I come out of um, the door, he is furious. Hmm. He is furious because he found a message that, oh my goodness, how could you? You better take me off of, we're done. I, you better take me off of all your social media. Tell your family to take me off social media. I'm deleting everybody. And he just keeps going on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, he's got to be joking. Like, what are you talking about? I can't believe you did this to me. He just keeps going and going and going. And... This whole time, I'm thinking he's joking. Yeah. Because I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. What are you tripping out about? And he, what he is accusing me of is cheating with one of my friends. Now, one of my friends, this friend goes back to, like, junior high. Okay? This friend doesn't even live in Texas. This friend hasn't been to Texas in years. And this particular friend was just checking in. Like, he checks in, like, maybe once a year. Hey, how are you doing? I hope all is well. I hope, like, it's just that. It's nothing else. Literally junior high, okay? And it wasn't even a message from, like, 
the the present year. It was like from years past, right? Years ago. Um, like you had to like scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. So he was essentially he was, looking for something. He was looking for something yeah. and he made something up. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I showed him the text message. And I, sh- I went up on the text message. And I'm like, there's, n- there's nothing you can find here. He is just a friend. Then why is he telling, saying that, oh, my gosh, it's been so long? Because it's been so long. <laughs> I haven't seen him since, like, high school graduation. <laughs> and the wee early 2000s. Like, no. Wow. Like, yeah. like you're, you're, you're trying at this point. And he got so, so absolutely mad at me. And I took it as nothing. Like, he has no ground to stand on on this because this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. Well, there was no ground. None. And so he was, um, so he, it lasted like three days. He did not talk to me for three solid days. The dreaded silent treatment. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, because it was so funny to me, I didn't care, honestly and truthfully. And call it like that I was like giving up, but I didn't care. Yeah. Because it was just very much like, this is a joke. Like, this is the silliest. Well, you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Absolutely not. And he knew I was married. My friend knew that I was married. And he was very respectful of my husband at the time. He was like, I know, blah, blah, blah. Like, he wasn't trying to be like, hey, girl, how are you doing? Like, he wasn't like that at all. At all. Well, and if it was like that, you'd have a more recent message, you would think. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to, like, dust it off because it's so old. Exactly. And so at this point, I'm just kind of like down in the dumps. And um, my mom messaged me and she was like, hey, Alex, I'm going to Mexico. Do you want to go with me? And honestly, I said, let me talk to my husband and I will get back to you. And so I talked to him. I talked to him because he barely talked to me. Mm. But I talked to him. And I was like, hey, my mom asked me if I, could, if I wanted to go to Mexico with her. Would that be okay? Is there anything that's, like, pressing here that I need to stay for? And his response was, was do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Thanks. I think that that I don't care hurts so bad. Like, it stabbed me in the heart. He had told me that before. He did. But that particular one stabbed me in the heart. The I don't care, do what you want, what are you asking me for? Because he has said those words to me. But that particular one, it will forever, that's what changed history, basically. Is that the one where you were like, he's not saying, oh, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Not like that. It was like, I don't really care about you anymore. So do what you want. Don't ask me. I could give two bleeps. Like that. Yes, basically. Yes. So my mom and I went to Mexico. And when we went, I believe we stayed two weeks. I believe it was two weeks that we went that first time. And when we went, it was just like a moment of clarity. I finally, like, I I got some separation time from him. It was a moment of clarity. But the whole time that I'm there, I'm thinking to myself, is he going to call? When is he gonna call? Like I had, I was just kept looking at my phone. And I, Mexico is wonderful because it's you can detach yourself from the American lifestyle, and it's very calming and it's lovely because of that, which is why I like going. But that particular time, all I wanted to do is like hear the phone ring. Right. 
I'd be lying if I said he'd never called me once. He called me once. He, <laughs> no, he, he did call you one time. He called me one time. <laughs> but it's because he couldn't find something that mm. was in the house. He needed you. Yeah. And that's, honestly, that's the majority of our relationship. He needed me. He needed me to be able to function in society and in life and to have his life in order. So that time he called me, I was so excited because I thought he was going to be like, oh, hey, when are you coming home? Because, by the way, he did not know when I was coming home. He didn't know when I was leaving. He didn't know anything. That's crushing. So get a phone call that you were desiring, yes. like you wanted so much, and then for it to just be like, hey, where's this? <laughs> Where'd you leave? My- okay, bye. <laughs> basically, basically, that's oh, how the conversation was. The last two days, I just... I was just thinking about it, like like going over and over in my head. And I want to say it was the day before I came home. We were in the living room at, at uh, my grandmother's house. And in the living room, it has a huge, huge, huge window. And you can see the whole town from there. And my mom and I call it the TV because we don't have TVs in Mexico. And we oh, I like that. Yeah, and so we call it the big screen TV because you can literally see what everybody's doing out in the town, live life just by watching. So anyway, so we're, our, we're in the living room and we're watching the big screen TV. I just break down to my mom. I'm just sobbing. And by the way, my mom has known nothing at this point. Mm. Nothing at all. Shout out. So <laughs> my mom was so thrown off so absolutely thrown off she was just like what who why she it was in disbelief the whole time that i'm telling her everything that has happened until now but that time it was so hard and i remember that night my mom can sleep so comfortably and i did not sleep at all that night because i was thinking how was i going to live the rest of my life because I knew that moment, that moment, that night, I remember thinking to myself, from here on out, nothing's going to be the same. Right. I felt like night, your world was just flipped. I mean, you saw it kind of coming. I saw it, yes. It's almost like I was preparing myself mentally. Okay, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. How am I going to ask for a divorce? How am I going to explain why? How? How? Because he never took the moment to listen to me. Everything I said was a nag to him. And just pause and listen to me for just a second. I promise I have important words. You're hurting me. Mm-hmm. And he, he never gave me the chance. I think one of the biggest factors, one of my, I want to say the biggest factor, that night when I'm thinking everything through, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't have a future with him, like, at all. One of the biggest things that I ever wanted was to have kids. Yeah. And because of that. And that's a big shift. Because you wouldn't have married him had you thought that in the beginning, right? I, I mean, no, yeah, no. Because honestly, I never saw myself married. Mm-hmm. I never saw myself married. And so you're right. Like, I, I wouldn't have done that. But then when I had that realization that I did not want to have kids with him, it's almost like everything cleared up for me. I knew that if I had kids with him, I was going to be miserable the rest of my life. He would not have let me go. Mm-hmm. And if... I happened to be able to get away, it would be a fight for the kids. Because of that, I was like, no, I'm, I need to detach now because at this moment, we don't have anything that ties us too much together. I know you had your house, you had, you had things, you, your families were intertwined. He hated being with my family. So like y'all, you, in your relationship, you had a lot more things connected. And him and mine, it was a very much a clean cut, separation 
which I am very, very thankful for. Mm-hmm. When I got back from Mexico, I, my car was at my mom's house, and so I was driving back to my apartment, and it was already late at night. And I remember thinking, like, this dude doesn't even know when I get back. So I had to call him because I did not, I had my keys, but I didn't want him to have the, like the deadbolt on the door. And then I'm really left out yeah. in the street. <laughs> right. I called him on the way home. I said, hey, I'm on my way. Just wanted to let you know that to, so you can leave the doorbell. Okay. And then hangs up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk about feeling welcome home. Oh my God, I'm glad you're coming back. Thanks, honey. No, okay. Mm -mm. Okay. So cold. Very much cold. And so I get home. I tiptoe so that way I don't wake up, wake him up. Mm. And I just take a shower and get to bed. And then that's it. Like I said, I had already had this in my head. So the following night when I finally see him, he hasn't said a word to me still. I think it was like two solid days. I was going to say, what did the next day look like? Because you took a shower, you got home, you went to bed, and the next morning he's still, like, not even acknowledging you're there? Not even, welcome home? How was your trip? Two days later, he finally is, like, trying to, like, talk to me a little bit, but there's not much of a conversation. So, at that point, it's the evening, we go to bed, and our backs are kind of, like, facing each other. I turn around and I will never forget that. I will never forget that night because in my head I'm thinking, okay, one, two, three, almost like ripping off a Mm Band-Aid. And so I just say, this isn't working out. I want a divorce. And him very much, okay, cool. So he didn't say, okay, cool, but he was just like, okay. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's what he said, okay, okay. And so I turn back around, I go to sleep. That's when I start like, I I was able to sleep finally that night, but that's when I start like, okay, now I can start like my moves, if you will. It was more of a relief to you in that instance, or were you still hurt? Like you, his response is hurtful, but I guess it wasn't a surprise to you at that point. It was hurtful, but it was more of a relief. Because I did not want him to try to win me back at the last minute. Because of that, it was much more of a relief. Oh, that was a lot easier than I thought. Mm. Cool. So that's why I was able to sleep more comfortably. Now, the next day, he started talking to me a lot more. So what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, everything's fine now. Yeah. And so that's how he was acting throughout the day. And I remember being in his car, and he's, like, very chatty with me. He's like, you were just kidding about that yesterday, weren't you? And I said no I'm very serious he was trying to like be kinder and things like that with me but I was like no I'm I'm being very serious like I'm not happy in this relationship I haven't been happy in this relationship I cry daily I cry daily with in this house like I don't want to be here anymore well and not to mention the fact that it should not be a shock to him no you acted like you wanted nothing to do with me you acted like you were disgusted with me you acted like you wanted no part of my life and now because i requested hey i i want a divorce now you're some sort of like interested all of a sudden that makes i I don't know zero sense yeah zero sense and so in all of this like argument or talking or whatever you want to call it um he suggests me like suggests for us to have a separation and I said, okay, cool. 
um, because actually my counselor had suggested that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, finally, he kind of, he was going in that, in that route. But I knew... Y'all had already kind of been in a separation, though. Basically, yes. But I knew in my head that the moment that I stepped out of that house, that was going to be the end end. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking about that, I suggest going to live with you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you were in the epitome of everything that was happening to you, but you were you were en route there. Yeah. So going to your house wouldn't have been like... Mine was already gone. You could have moved in. No, yours wasn't gone yet. Oh, like okay. you were still okay with him. Oh, but we had a guest bedroom. It yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't have been... It wouldn't... I wouldn't have been moving anybody out that's why in my head i was like let me go with laura mm-hmm. another reason is because i did not want my mom to know more that we're like separate like i did not want her because at that time i in mexico i had not told my mom that i was thinking about a separation i understand he's like no go to your mom's and all i'm thinking is you're gonna regret that decision because the moment i go to my mom's She's going to know everything. I'm surprised that he said that. I'm honestly surprised too because he was very much, he was, he would get so mad. Stop talking to your family about me. You're my husband. All I said was that you're at work. They asked me why you weren't with me at the barbecue. I said you were at work. Well, stop talking to them about me. I'm like, bro, like chill out. It's not that big of a deal. And we, and me and your ex were not close in any way, shape, or form. No. So to me, it would be like, okay, that's kind of a third party. A neutral place, if you will. Yes. Then I decided to, we both decided that it'd be best to go. Well, he decided. (laughs) He decided that it'd be best if I go with my mom. One month passes, two months passes. Like it's, it's, I'm with my mom for a good while. Well, within that first month that I'm at my mom's, he invites his mom to come stay over from out of the country. I kid you not, I was furious because right now you should be reflecting on our relationship. Absolutely. With his mom present, he has a very challenging relationship with his mother. And I say challenging as in he doesn't like what she does. She's... It's like a very conflicting situation. But the point is that his mom is at our apartment for a full month and he doesn't quote unquote tell her anything that is happening between us. So his I don't family didn't know. I don't know what his family knows or didn't know, honestly and truthfully. But she can tell Alex isn't here. Right. Alex isn't here. That's pretty So obvious. I don't know I don't know what lie he told her. Oh, she's out of town. I don't know what lie he told her. But the point is that she was over at our house for a full solid month. Let's say she left on Friday. Okay? On Saturday, he decides to go to LA. Please ask me why. Why did he decide to go to LA? To go watch the Lakers play because his favorite teammate is LeBron James. Oh, in the midst of me about to lose my wife, let me go to a Lakers game. Yes, and use my mom as a buffer. So the mom as a buffer was there the first full month, and then he goes to L.A. to go watch the Lakers. So at that point, that is telling me, that is showing me, you don't care. You don't care what's happening. You don't care. You don't care about me. You don't care about anything at this point. And it's just, it's just getting worse and worse. Well, between all of this happening, 
to add more wood to the fire. Fuel. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wood fuel, yeah. It was, our lease was about to be up. Mm-hmm. Well, because our lease was about to be up, I was going into the apartment and I started packing things in my own boxes. So although it looks like, it looks like the, the apartment's being packed, but it's just my things. And I'm slowly taking my things out and he doesn't notice at all. Well, had y'all decided you weren't going to sign another lease there or? Oh, I signed it. I signed the next lease. Oh. So you're packing the leases signed for another however many months. Uh Uh-huh. Twelve. And he doesn't know I'm moving into the other apartment. Mm. So when he was at work, I would just go in and like pack as much as I could, pack as much as I could. And then leave with those boxes. But I would also pack stuff in the house, in the apartment, so that way it looked like I was packing. I did that for, a, like, I, I did that a lot. So y'all were, was it a completely different apartment complex? Yes, it was a completely different apartment complex and, like, a completely different side of town. And so what Y'all happened, talked about that, though? Yeah. So y'all agreed y'all were moving to X, Y, and Z? Yes. Okay. Yes. How, though? You were living with your mom. It was before that. Oh, okay. Because you know how you have to give like two months notice? It was before that. While I'm packing my things, I find a condom. (gasps) And I find it like buried underneath a drawer. And then um, the other thing that I found was there was a note on like white, like not white, yellow notebook paper. And it said, I love you. And you can tell it's in a girl's handwriting. Yours, right? Absolutely not. No. It was just like there for everyone, for the world to see. Let me, let me explain the placement. You know where like the sink faucet is, like in the bathroom? It was standing up behind that. So it's like trying to like show off, here I am kind of a thing. Can't miss that. Well, what makes matters worse, because you can possibly say, Alex, are you sure it wasn't in your handwriting? I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, it could possibly be my handwriting. But then I look at the date. The date was the time, it was that month that I was not at the apartment because his mom was there. I love how this girl puts the date for you. Like, <laughs> let me date this. <laughs> she said, consider it. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to know. It's this date. Why? 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 Mm-mm. I remember leaving the apartment that day. I remember leaving that apartment the day, that day and crying. I was crying so hard. And my dumb, dumb self took pictures of it, okay? I took pictures of it because... I don't think that's dumb. Well, I needed it as evidence because you then I... You have the receipts. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. <laughs> because I knew that if I was going to bring it up later, yes. he was going to be like, what are you talking about? You wrote that. Yeah, you wrote that. That's what we use. I like, didn't have oh. it right behind the scenes so you could see it. No. <laughs> and not that date. I wasn't even in the house on that, that date. Anyways. And so I remember I cried and cried and cried and cried like the ugly cry like Kim Kardashian has nothing on me ugly cry (laughs) and I just remember like getting home and like telling my mom like okay I'm done like I'm there's no more from here on out but she didn't really know she knew a little bit but she didn't know all in depth and that's the thing is that my family didn't know all in depth 
fake the smile. Yeah. Just devastating to me. And I guess because I was ugly crying so bad, my mom was like, okay, like you get like one full day to cry it all out. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you like, you need to figure out what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Because of that, like, I think that's what helped me get through it, honestly. She was now, like, get your Kim Kardashian <laughs> together. My God. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> But I think also, now, I'm not going to say the next day I was all happy-go-lucky no. and everything. No, I was I was a mess for, like, a good solid week's um, fun fact about me is that I, I remember just sitting on the couch for, like, good solid days just watching Netflix and binging whatever was on. I, I couldn't even tell you what. And I remember one day I was like, okay, I'm getting tired of this. I'll at least be productive with myself, right? Well, fun fact about me is that in my depression, I actually learned how to knit because I was like, I'm not going to be binge watching TV and then not doing anything with my life. So let me knit. (laughs) So I, I was watching like videos on how to knit and I learned how to knit in my depression. I think it's funny because my first blanket is, looks horrible. It's like, it's like, it's it's barely a polygon. (laughs) But I remember that time, and I remember that I would sit down like at seven o'clock in the morning, because I'm an early riser, and I would just remember knitting and knitting and knitting. And all of a sudden, I look up and it's dark outside. I don't know where my day went. Like, it was like that for a good few weeks. Finally, my mom, like after my mom talking to me, she was just kind of like, okay, we need to like brainstorm. What's gonna happen now? And so my mom helped me a lot with getting through it and like, don't let this, guy let like bring you down like you you're so much more you have so much more potential than what he brings to you like he's not your other half you're your own person and so um I feel like that helped a lot in my and me going through um like the ending of that relationship now I um when I filed for divorce I remember him calling me and saying hey I got the papers today and I was like okay and later on, he was like, after he had signed, he was like, I didn't want to divorce you. And I was like, I understand that, but I couldn't, I couldn't live like that anymore. Yeah, and so, a funny way of showing that, sir. Yeah, and so there was this one day, and I don't remember exactly when it was, but I do remember there was one day he was like, please, like, can we meet? And I remember we went to like a Brazilian steakhouse. I just remember that day he was like, I don't want you to, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to divorce you. I just want to be with you. Yada, yada. We were both crying in the car. And for half a second, I was about to take him back. For half a second. I went back to my mom's house because, again, that's where I was staying. He called me again. And when he called me, I remember I just kind of gave that, like, ugh. Mm. And I was like, hold up. If I'm ughing at his phone call, then that means that I'm not. You're done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. But the thing is that he didn't call that same day that I saw him. He called like days later. That happened. Like we were both crying in the car. I, I want you. I want to live with you. I want my life with you, etc. But then he doesn't call me for like two days. Yeah. And so when he did call me, like I said, I had that like ugh reaction. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. My natural reaction is, ugh, I don't want to deal with you. And I'm going to try to go back with you? Absolutely not. And so that's when I was like, no, I do not want this. And to this day, if I, he has like a particular ringtone. 
that I set on my phone. And so to this day, if I hear that ringtone, it just gives me like shivers down my spine. Like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Mm. I don't want to say we're like be- best friends because by all means, no. Clearly not. Clearly. <laughs> but at the same time, I can, I can tolerate him. He's, he's a decent person. Was he a decent person with me? No, but he's a decent person. I do wish him well. I do want him to succeed in life, and I do want him to be the best that he can be, just not with me. And I feel like I am a better version without him, and I feel like he's a better version without me. And I'm very proud of what he has done in in life, but I also don't like how he treated me when I was with him, and I don't think that that's okay. My counselor said to me that God wanted us to be happy creatures and to live a godly life and to live in him, and and I wasn't doing that. I was very far away, and, and I was very hurt all the time, and, and I cried, like I said, daily, and I was always sad and hurt, and now I get the giggles at the silliest things, and and I find joy in life. And I've told you this before, and you think it's weird, but sometimes I just want to cry, but it's not because I'm sad. Sometimes I'm so absolutely happy that I just cry. And it's out of, it's like tears of joy. And it's very hard to explain to others because it's like they've never had that experience of being so happy that you cry. And I do it all the time now. And it could be the, it could be almost for the randomest things. It could be, because the light was green. Like, I'm just, like, happy. <laughs> I'm just happy all the time. And um, it has taken me a lot to get here because it wasn't like that before. And I didn't know what it was like. In a way, it was a very hurtful um, divorce. But on the other hand, it's almost like I needed it because I can finally live my life the way that wanted me to live my life a very happy fulfilled life well I don't know if you feel like me in this regard but I know that in my relationship I lost a lot of who I was and so when you say you cry because you find the joy in life I may not cry but I feel like wow I feel like myself again I was so caught up in this person I was so caught up in trying to make this person like me and you know just whatever I was giving all my efforts to that that I lost so much of myself and now it just it feels great to be like a full person absolutely that's exactly how I feel I feel like with him I gave so much to try to please him to try to make him happy to try to make things work you know how when you're like like when things aren't going well in your relationship, you're literally reading all the stupid books. Mm-hmm. Five love language. How can you yep. make? How can you make your husband love you more? Mm-hmm. Oh, how can you look more attractive for your husband? All these books. Yeah. All these books, and nothing works. Nope. Nothing works. Lose weight. Cut my hair. Grow my hair. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, it's like. You have to love yourself first. And I wish that when I was younger, I would have gotten to that part first um, before I married him. Loving yourself first. But it's also a young thing. I feel like as Absolutely. a as a young person, you don't uh, establish that. You feel like you love yourself when you're loved by somebody else. Yes. 
And that's the misconception, and that's the that's the, the part that's maturity of yes, love yes. in your twenties, your teens. It's like no, you have to figure out who you are, so that you don't get all the way caught up in somebody else and trying to please them, because then that's where you lose yourself. Yes, and so I think that now, like now that everything has happened, going back to what you were saying of like, I lost myself, mm-hmm. and now I found myself, and I'm so happy and I'm so full it, it, it's a very different viewpoint of how I see life I see it in a much more positive um, perception do I try to please people yes the ones that I love um, I try and it's not even necessarily please people it's to compromise with them like I have a voice and it's kind of like the situation when I was married like I have a voice you're not respecting me or you're not respecting my voice and so those people I keep in my life and those people I tried to bring in in my life so it has been a very bumpy road in getting here but it's a much happier road it it has taken uh, a lot and I think God along the way has helped me get through it because I'm not gonna lie there are days that I miss the relationship part not not a relationship with him part the relationship part Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we're going to get into the first listener's question about our dating life. And we're going to talk about the red flags that we now can identify. Please tune in. If you've enjoyed our podcast so far, we need your help. Like, follow, and hit the bell for notifications on when our new podcasts drop. If you've done all those things, be on the lookout for polls so that you can interact with us. You can also follow us on Instagram at livingthebestielife too. So that's life and you can handle it.